Kingdom greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the same Jesus who was born, lived, died, resurrected, and ascended to the heavens, and is currently seating at the right hand side of the Father, continuously making intercession for you and I. Let's open our Bibles in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, and it reads as follows And I'll put enmity between you and the woman between your seed and his seed it shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel so this is the care spoken by god to the devil or the serpent saying to him um, there will be a continuous hostility between the devil and the woman and between the seed of the woman and between the seed of the devil and then the seed of the woman will bruise the head of the serpent and then the serpent will bruise the heel of the seed of the woman now just to fast forward and cut the long story short the seed of the woman in this context it is jesus and then the serpent it is the devil so God says uh, there will be continuous hostility between the devil and Jesus. And ultimately God here is prophesying about the Calvary experience or the place called Golgotha where Jesus was crucified. He then says uh, the seed of the woman will bruise the head of the serpent and then the serpent will bruise the heel of the seed of the woman. All right. So basically all that which happened when jesus died his crucifixion how they nailed him how they gave him the 39 stripes god says that was just a bruise on the heel so the devil gave jesus a bruise on the heel but how jesus died indeed the cross was placed at the place uh, or rather the cross was put at the place called golgotha and golgotha means the place of the skull and whose skull are we talking about none other than the skull of the serpent the skull of the devil so when jesus's cross was placed at golgotha he was bruising the head of the serpent fulfilling the prophecy there that the seed of the woman will bruise the head of the serpent so in that case the scripture was fulfilled and how jesus died god says all that jesus has undergone is called just a bruise on the heel but how the cross was planted at golgotha uh, god says now the seed of the woman is bruising the head of the serpent now if you knock or, or you crush the head you are dealing with the powerhouse the center part the crucial part because all the senses are connected to the head so if the head is destroyed all senses will lose their function right so when the devil's skull is dealt with by jesus the devil can no longer issue commands on demons to come and attack us because i mean his senses are no longer functioning the way they're supposed to be functioning because jesus through his death defeated the devil by a crushing and bruising the head of the serpent so it's important to understand that let's read what isaiah is saying in isaiah chapter 53 verse 5 talking about jesus there it says but he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed all right so he was wounded he had all types of wounds then 
Uh, the wound number one he had is called a abrased wound. It's a wound that takes place as he was stumbling and falling and then he would have scratches on his body. So an abrasion took place there. And then the second wound he suffered is called a contused wound. It's a wound that took place when they blindfolded him and bit him on his face and said, prophesy to us who has bitten you. The third wound he suffered is called a penetrating wound. It's a wound that took place when they nailed the nails on his hands and on his feet so the nails penetrated from one side of the hand to the other and that wound took place another wound is called an incision it's a wound that takes place because of a knife or a spear so they pierced his side and then blood and water uh, came forth right and then another wound he suffered is called a punctured wound it's a wound that takes place due to a spiky or object or a sharp object so they put the crown of thorns on his head and then he started bleeding because he was wounded and then another wound was called the lacerated wound or a laceration it's a wound that took place because of the nature of the weapon they used against him when they gave him the 39 stripes all right so when they gave him when they whipped his back um, the pieces of his flesh were torn open and then a wound took place. So Isaiah says he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. So having in mind all those types of wounds that Jesus had, God is calling that a bruise on a heel. I, God is so, so deep. I don't know. God is on another level. Hey? God is deep. Jesus is suffering passionately there, you know, because there's a difference between love and passion. Love doesn't keep a, rock, a record of wrong things. Love is patient. Love is kind. You know, love is all those good qualities. But passion says, I am willing to go through pain if it means I must go through pain to actually prove the existence of the love. So what Jesus went through on the cross, it was beyond love. He was proving the existence of love. He was showing passion because he was willing to die for the church so that he can prove his love through dying, through the pains, through the wounds, through the suffering. So Jesus died to prove the existence of the love. So God loves us because love motivates motivates a person to give for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so because God loved us he gave or he sacrificed his son but because the son was passionate he then died to prove the existence of the love of the father for us all right so through the death of Jesus we experience the love of the Father. We experience being beneficiaries of all godly things, godly things and blessings in heavenly places, right? So remember, when Jesus gave them the Holy Communion, he said, this is my body. He broke the bread. This is my body. Take and eat. He said, this is my blood. And then he said, this is the New Testament in my blood. The term testament, it means a will or a covenant, right? So a will is meaningless for as long as the one who wrote it is still alive. 
So when Jesus was giving us a will or the new will or the New Testament, it had in it the things that we stand to benefit, but on condition he dies. So for as long as he, he is alive, uh, the will is meaningless, but it's only through his death the will becomes alive. So because he died, the will of his blood, the will through his blood or uh, the testament through his blood is now activated such that we now stand to benefit the healings, prosperity, blessings, salvation, redemption, resurrection, miracles, signs and wonders, debt cancellations, you know, all of those things. We, we started benefiting those things the minute Jesus gave up the ghost or the minute he died and he said it is finished right and through his death you stand to benefit life through his death you stand to benefit health and healing you know the bible says i pray above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers so prosperity is meant for you healing is meant for you salvation is meant for you the bible says there's no longer condemnation to those who are in christ jesus because the law of the spirit of life has made us free from the law of sin and death right so it's important to understand the power of the passover that we are celebrating so you and i we are not celebrating easter we are celebrating passover because we are the believers of god Easter has no biblical origin. It was man-made, man-orchestrated, but Passover, it was orchestrated by God for his children so that through the power of the blood of Jesus, we can be redeemed, we can be set free from slavery, set free from our debts, set free from all the things that were tormenting us for years and years. So through the power of the blood of Jesus, we are declared free in jesus mighty name so we are not celebrating easter we are celebrating the passover because the devil wanted this to be called easter so that uh, it loses meaning it loses the impact that it was intended because when we say passover it reminds the devil that it was that night when the angel of death could not touch the children of god because they were protected highly by god and no weapon formed against them shall be able to prosper because greater is he that is in them than the devil that is in the world and God started to lead them by pillar of cloud by day and pillar of fire by night to show them the way because they are the children of the most high covered by the blood of the lamb so it's important for you to understand that you are not celebrating Easter no you are celebrating Passover so that when that angel of bad lucks and angel of evil things will try to come he, he will not affect you but he will pass over you and not camp by you and not even impact you in any way possible for greater is he that is in you than the devil that is in the world right last scripture let's look at matthew chapter 26 verse 53 jesus is now saying thinkest thou that i cannot pray to my father and he shall presently give me more than 12 legions of angels Judas Iscariot is coming with his people to, to now do the transaction and the key quote there was that the one that I kiss is the one that you're looking for. Cut the long story short, uh, Judas kissed Jesus and then they came to arrest Jesus but then uh, in that happening Peter took his sword 
cut the ear of one of the soldiers and then Jesus supernaturally healed him right and then he said those who live by the sword will die by the sword and then verse 53 came into context when he says don't you think that I can call my father in heaven and if I do so he will immediately send 12 legions of angels and then they will come at my rescue all right and then he said this must happen you know me being sold and all of that must happen to fulfill prophecy so in other words i cannot stand against this if i wanted to stand against against it i could have but this must happen to fulfill prophecy now let's talk about the legions of angels he says god is able to send more than 12 legions so minimum is 12 legions because god is able to send more than 12 legions now how many angels are a legion one legion of angels it is 6000 angels so when jesus says god can send more than 12 legions of angels he's speaking about uh 72000 angels right 72000 angels can come at his rescue at any time okay so in the book of isaiah i believe it's chapter 37 verse 36 it says one angel was able to kill 185,000 soldiers and army. It means if 12 legions of angels were to be there, if 72,000 angels were to be there, they can kill twice the population of the earth. Okay? Because 72,000 legions can fight 13 billion 320 million. So that is plus minus twice the population of the earth so if god wanted to rescue jesus he could have brought 70 72 000 angels at a go and defeat the entire population if the entire population was against jesus so it's important to understand that god has got more than an army to fight for us there's at least one angel that is ascending and descending on your behalf coming to take your prayers present them before the throne of grace so that god can answer all right so it's important for you to understand that you are not alone you've got ministering spirits surrounding you on a daily basis and they are called angels so jesus meant that if i wanted god would have rescued me in in a twinkling of an eye god would have done that so with those words saints may the lord richly bless you and i pray that you'll experience the benefits of the passover and some amongst many are that when the children of israel left egypt during the passover god restored economics god restored their finances and god was with them in a pillar of cloud by day and in a pillar of fire by night and god was blessing them supernaturally there would be manna when they are hungry when they when they wanted to drink waters and the bitter waters of mara i mean the waters of mara were bitter god would supernaturally heal the waters and they would become sweet and god would do miracles those who were sick in the wilderness having been bitten by snakes god would bring a brazen serpent and then heal them supernaturally uh, god would make ways where there are no ways he parted the sea for them so god is able so i pray that you may experience more than they experienced through passover i pray that the blind may see the power vested in the blood of jesus that the deaf may hear that the mute may speak that the lame may walk 
that the sick may be healed in the mighty name of Jesus. And I pray that the dead will resurrect because the Bible says the last enemy to be defeated is death. We shall one day look at death face to face and say, death, where is your power? Grave, where is your sting? Because greater is he that is in us. Jesus conquered death. So we shall conquer it in the name of Jesus. May the Lord richly bless you. May the Lord open doors of favor, doors of employment, doors of promotions, doors for marriage, doors for a family reunion. May the Lord do you well. May you live to experience the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. May you step into the land of milk and honey. May the Lord bless you with the blessing from his left hand and the blessing from the right hand. May he bless you with the dew from above. In Jesus' mighty name, may the Lord do good for you. May you open doors that no man can close. In Jesus' mighty name, God bless you. Amen.